As we stand together, let's pray. Yes, Lord, we believe. Help our unbelief. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, what a privilege it is to gather today and celebrate the life of Dan Dearborn. Uh, to give thanks to God. Give thanks to God for his faithfulness to Dan. To give thanks to God for his kindness in sharing Dan with us. Over the last several weeks since Dan passed away, I've had a few opportunities to talk with Odie and to read many of your uh, remembrances online and to read that amazing obituary you wrote for him, OD. If you haven't read it, you should. And uh, one of the, the verses that keeps coming to my mind is from the end of the Gospel of John, where John writes about Jesus, that Jesus did many other things, and if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the book's That would be written. What wonderful stories we've heard this afternoon and we have to share later. But it feels like that when we lose someone, doesn't it? All the stories that could be shared if we could write them down. The whole world wouldn't be large enough to hold them. And all these stories come rushing back into our minds when we lose someone. And this past week, one of the stories that came back to me about Dan was from when I was here at Truro as a high schooler and a young college student, and I was leading worship for one of Turo's men's retreats that we had up in Maryland. This would have been 20 years ago or so. And Dan was in charge of the prayer ministry for the whole retreat. And one day before, I think it was before the Saturday night session, uh, we were talking about how the session was going to go. We were going to have a time of worship and then a time of teaching and then a time of prayer ministry and extended worship at the end. And Dan wanted the prayer ministry up front. He wanted people to see that it was open and available. He wanted it to be an invitation to people, not relegated to, you know, the back corners of the room. And so Dan asked me if the music could be a little quieter so that they could hear each other. They could hear themselves think. They could hear each other pray. They wouldn't have to yell when they were doing prayer ministry. And I, as a 17 or 18-year-old, asked Dan why the prayer ministry just couldn't be in the back of the room. You want to guess how that went over with Dan Dearborn? (laughs) You want to guess who won that argument? I loved and respected Dan very much. And I will miss him very much. I'll miss him sitting right there with you, Hanukkah. I'll miss him. I'll picture him there when I stand up here, or stand up here. I'll picture him. And his example of a man after God's own heart will continue to encourage me. He was a man who was not ashamed of loving his family, not ashamed of loving Jesus. He was a man who could lift his hands in worship and not care what people thought about him. I will miss Dan very much. There is no heavier burden known to the human heart than the burden of grief. We feel its weight. We feel its presence in our hearts, in our bodies. It affects how we sleep, how we eat, how we live. Grief is real. It's inescapable. And one of the ways we deal with this heavy burden is to remember. And this is a good thing, to look back, 
to give thanks for good gifts for the times we had. It's good to remember. We need to remember. That's one of the main reasons why we've gathered here today. We'll gather downstairs to remember. But anyone can remember. Any funeral in the world can feature memories of what was, stories of the past, remembrances of, of good things and wonderful times. And it's good, but it only helps so much. Remembrance brings perspective on days gone by, but it has no power to give us hope for days to come. There is only one thing that can do that. There is only one thing that has the power on a day like this, on a day of grief, on a day of mourning, to give us hope for the future, and that's Jesus. Only Jesus, the resurrection and the life, the one who conquered death, the one who lives forever, the one who reigns over all things, only Jesus can give us hope in the midst of our grief. Hope that transforms our grief. It's a hope that doesn't minimize our grief, but it's hope that resurrects our grief. Because if it weren't for Jesus, if it weren't for the fact that Dan placed his trust in him and placed his life and his eternity in Jesus' hands, then today would simply be a day of remembrance and of grief. And that would be it. We'd have a service, we'd enjoy a reception, and then we'd go home hopeless. Yes, with our memories. Yes, with our love, but with no assurance about what's to come. But Jesus changes everything. Jesus takes people who are spiritually dead in their trespasses and sins, and he makes them alive in him forever. Forever. That's what he's done for me. That's what he's done for many of you. That's what he did for Dan. He broke through into the heart of Dan as dad number two, as O.D. called him, in California. And Dan was, in that moment, as Jesus describes it, born again. Dan responded to the love of God, to the initiative of God. To the powerful working of the Spirit of God. And Dan said yes to Jesus. And that moment changed everything. Because Jesus changes everything. Dad number two was crucified with Christ. And all of a sudden there in California, it was no longer him who was living. Dan was made a new creation in Christ. He was made into dad number three. And he bore a lot of good fruit. But while this new Dan was a good person, and he really was a good person, and while he was strong, and a leader, and caring, and a loving family man, none of his goodness was enough to overcome death. None of his goodness was enough to ascend his way up the holy hill of a holy God. Dan's goodness was good, wonderfully good. But it wasn't enough. Only Jesus is enough. Only trust in Jesus is enough. Dan's hope was built on nothing more and nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And Jesus' righteousness is a righteousness that you can take to the bank. And his righteousness is a righteousness that you and I can stake our eternal destinies on. Because our human righteousness, as hard as we may try, 
as good as we may think we are, is as filthy rags when compared to the excellency and the glory and the perfection of Jesus. And Jesus is so kind to wrap us up inside himself so that we can be dressed in his righteousness alone, faultless to stand before the throne. Jesus made Dan into the good man that he was, and he made him strong, and he made him kind and caring and loving, because that's the way Jesus is. And what do you know? The more a person follows Jesus, the more they become like him. They reflect him like Dan did. Jesus transformed Dan's life. He transformed it so much that Dan's life continues right now in heaven. It does. And that Jesus-enabled reality transforms our grief. And it transforms this funeral. Because we gather here today to remember, yes, and to grieve, yes. But in the words of every really tacky infomercial ever known to man... But wait, there's more. (laughs) Romans 8 said it, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And we are sure, we are sure, we're sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth. And then Paul puts this in here for those of us who are looking for any crack in his logic. He says, nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because of Jesus, Dan's death was not the end of Dan's life. The very moment that Dan breathed his final breath, right there at Reston Hospital, that night when I met you guys there, Dor and OD, the very second he breathed his last breath, he was immediately immediately in the presence of God, immediately with Christ, and he is forever there, (laughs) forever with Christ, happy with Jesus, free with Jesus, and with all the saints who have trusted in him. Jesus said this about himself in John 11. You would have heard it just a few minutes ago. He said to Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Sometimes in the Gospels, Jesus can be a little hard to understand. Sometimes in the Gospels, Jesus can be crystal clear. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me, what does he say? Shall never die. There's only one way to have hope in the midst of grief. There's only one way to live forever. There's only one way to know, to know for certain that we will see Jesus and we will see Dan once again. And that's to do what Dan did and it's to put our trust in Jesus because otherwise we have our memories and we have our love. But all we're left with is grief. But Jesus changes everything. We celebrate Dan's life today and we grieve his death, but because of Jesus, we're left with hope, with the certainty of eternal life. We celebrate that his death was actually entrance into eternal life, and this was all made possible by Jesus. It was possible for Dan, and it's possible for you. 
He can transform your life. And he can transform your funeral. And he can do all of that because he himself conquered death. He says this about himself in Revelation 1 when he tells John, Fear not, I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, Jesus says. And behold, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and hell. Jesus has the keys. He is sovereign over all things. He is God. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life, the resurrection and the life. And when Dan Dearborn breathed his final breath last month, his eyes immediately beheld the most wonderful, glorious, incomprehensible thing imaginable. Dan beheld the face of Jesus. Can you even imagine it? We will too one day. We place our trust in Jesus. This Jesus who conquered death and the grave. This Jesus who will one day return to the sound of a trumpet and cause billions of shafts of light to pierce every burial place of every Christian in the world as he resurrects our bodies and once for all, once for all has the final word over death. We celebrate the life of Dan. We remember the gift of his life and we grieve his death. We feel this heavy burden of grief and yet, and yet we celebrate that he is alive forever with Christ. And we celebrate that that eternal life is available to all of us who will put our trust in Jesus like Dan did. Let's pray together. Father, we praise you. We thank you for your faithfulness to Dan and for your kindness in sharing him with us. Thank you, Lord. Father, we grieve his death. Help us in our grief. Turn our eyes to the only one who can transform it, Jesus, your son. We pray in his name. Amen.